Golden Dying, everyone. This is Jack again, and I am here in an additional podcast to the one that I just recorded with Sierra Jensen, where we shared personal experiences of our time here on the Snorri internship, living in Hofsos, living in Brimness, the house of Bill Holm, and uh, other stories about our time here. Now, in this podcast, I am going to be reading out loud a article that I wrote for the Icelandic Roots blog, as well as a similar article which will appear in the uh, Logberg Heimskrimla, uh, which I've written as well about my first few weeks coming back to Iceland and being part of the Snorri internship. Returning to Iceland. Embarking on another journey to Iceland. I arrived to begin my Snorri internship on July 3rd. Feeling the effects of sleep deprivation from crossing time zones, but also brimming with excitement as I was thrust into a sublime Icelandic morning. Fresh from the cultural immersion of the Snorri program just one year ago, I was immediately struck by a sense of familiarity upon returning to Reykjavik that morning. It was like retracing my footsteps. A feeling of calmness enveloped me, and there was no confusion in my travel. My steps became more measured, and I navigated with confidence this time, armed with an understanding of the country's physical and cultural geography. Throughout this exhilarating first week, my days were filled with diverse and bustling tasks as I wholeheartedly embraced the role of a Canadian-Icelandic cultural ambassador of sorts. From productive meetings with the Canadian Embassy to heartwarming reunions with newfound relatives and old friends, I hustled around the city recording several podcasts and did some work at the Snorri offices. Amidst this hustle and bustle, I moved with ease, feeling a true sense of belonging rather than being a stranger in a foreign land, the way in which I felt last year for my first time in Iceland. Before long, the time came to journey north, to Hofsos, and I was fortunate to catch a ride with Kent Bjornsson, a remarkable ambassador of all things related to Icelandic-Canadian connections. And during our four-hour drive together, I eagerly absorbed the wealth of knowledge he shared about the land and its people, fueling my anticipation for the upcoming summer of immersing myself further into Icelandic heritage. As we traversed the picturesque countryside, Our discussions veered into the Winnipeg connections. With Kent hailing from Gimli, we turned to the upcoming 125th anniversary of the New Iceland Settlement. We discussed the curious dilemma of Iceland Air not offering direct flights to Winnipeg. The celebration holds great significance, attracting visitors from both Iceland and Winnipeg, and having dedicated Iceland Air flights could be a thoughtful way to honor the event and facilitate travel for attendees. This conversation, reminiscent of the lengthy discussions I had had at the Canadian Embassy, 
ignited a vision for the future of Icelandic North American cultural opportunities. Iceland as a bridge between North America and Europe offers profound historical and human interconnections that leave me awe-inspired. I am deeply encouraged by the future potentials of our global connections and the integration of our communities and the focus on our collective history. As we approached Blundos, Kent suggested stopping for Ethiopian food, and I couldn't help but chuckle at the unexpected dining choice. However, it turned out to be delightful, and we relished the unique and high-quality flavors. I am always surprised by the incredible dining options offered, even in the most remote of places in Iceland. This experience further attested to Kent's worldly knowledge, as he not only knew the restaurant owners, but had actually attended their wedding in Ethiopia. Yes, uh, as a side note, Kent is quite the world traveler, and among our other discussions on the drive up to Hafsos, uh, he was discussing his recent trip that he made, I think last winter, where he literally circumnavigated the globe. He went all the way around the earth and went to places like Turkey, to the Philippines, to Korea. And so he's a very impressive traveler. And it was quite funny. We stopped for Ethiopian food in Blundos. And it turned out Kent knew the owners and, again, had attended their wedding in Ethiopia. So quite the well-connected guy. And as I mentioned in the write-up, uh, one of the most prominent Icelandic Canadian ambassadors, really, uh, from him traveling the world and uh, from his work that he does in Iceland. He uh, drove us around for the Snorri program last year. He just finished up with the Snorris this year and uh, yeah, is often touring people around Iceland. So, but in all of his interactions with people, He's really sort of like a walking, living ambassador of Icelandic-Canadian connections. Continuing on our journey, we arrived in Hafsos around 9 p.m. With the sun hanging low in the northwestern skies, the majestic cliffs of Thorthar Hofthi loomed in the distance. While the clouds painted a soft pink hue on the horizon, creating a mesmerizing scene. The perpetual sunset of Icelandic summers never fails to amaze me with its breathtaking beauty. Down the hill, Kent left me at Brimness, the former home of author Bill Holm, nestled next to the emigration center, right against the sea. And this would be my home for the summer. Here, Sierra, my American counterpart who began her internship in June, and would finish her stay in just a few weeks, warmly greeted me. She gave me a tour of the place, and I was left stunned by its charm and coziness. The bookshelves, brimming with endless books, the presence of a piano and the humble stereo with a vast array of Mozart and Bach CDs. It was absolutely perfect, and still remains absolutely perfect. It's such an incredible place to be able to stay. I feel so honored and privileged to be here. 
and it is the absolute perfect place for me, as in addition to my internship work, I had a personal goal, to complete my book, a travelogue of sorts that intertwined my experiences from last summer in Iceland with historical lessons and extrapolations into the future, not just for Iceland, but for humanity collectively. As the book grew, it evolved into a contemplative piece, filled with philosophical musings and captivating travel stories. The task of writing a book is no easy feat. It demands unwavering focus, much like composing a symphony. Brimness offered the perfect sanctuary where I could immerse myself in this endeavor and bring my writing to fruition. So all of that is to say, in addition to my work here on the internship and other things that I do, I have begun writing a book about my experience in Iceland, and as I was writing it over the last year, it became something like way more than what I initially expected. I thought it would just be a very basic travelogue, a sort of uh, travel adventure story about my time in Iceland, but as I delved into it more and more, I realized it was becoming something much larger, and I thought that I should go all in with this and try to create a book that could be published to a much larger extent than what I initially set out for. And it was becoming quite the project, and I was getting somewhat overwhelmed with it back home. And so coming here to Iceland and now having the opportunity to live in Brimness, and I'm recording this, it's only just over halfway through July. I'll have another month and a half here. It's uh, absolutely the perfect place that I needed to be able to perhaps finish my book, which is still quite the big task ahead of me but I'm doing my best to continue working on that. Back to the article. During my upcoming summer at the Immigration Center, Vesterfara Setrith, I'll dive deep into genealogy, the heartbeat of Hopsos, immersed in exhibits filled with history and ancestral stories. I'll encounter Western Icelanders seeking to unearth their Icelandic roots. Privileged to be on the inside, sitting at the genealogy desk and fueled by copious coffee, tranquil mornings at the museum will be a regularity. Strolling through exhibits before opening, I'll absorb the knowledge adorning the walls. Under the mentorship of Valger Thorvaldsen and Mallory Swainson, I'll navigate my work at the museum. Each day will bring a tapestry of tourists from all over the world, not just of Icelandic descent, yes, not just of Icelandic descent, <laughs> uh, engaging in conversation will extend my education beyond the museum's exhibits. So I might need to adjust that paragraph a bit. Anyways, sitting at the window in Brimness, as I'm doing now as I record this, under Bill Holmes' legacy. I embrace Icelandic genealogy amid fjords and volatile volcanism. Returning to Iceland is a privilege, an opportunity to bridge the gap between North America and this captivating culture, reigniting the ancient connections between the Norse and Vinland. My ancestral ties intertwined. So, reference there to volcanism. Um, as you'll hear in the podcast I recorded with Sierra, 
The volcano here just started to erupt about a week after I arrived, and after Sierra and I recorded that podcast, she went back to Reykjavik and then back home to the U.S., but during her time in Reykjavik, she was able to go to the volcano site and make the long hike up there and actually see the active lava flow. She got very lucky and was able to see that. I don't think, for me, it'll still be actively erupting when I'm back in Reykjavik in September, but I will see. I nonetheless was able to experience the earthquakes when I was in Reykjavik. Now back to the article. It is an honor I humbly embrace, aspiring to live up to its magnitude during my time here. I will write, speak, reflect, and wander, carrying stories of genealogy and history with me. When autumn calls me back to Canada, because I'm only able to be in Iceland for 90 days because of the Shenzhen zone, I shall return a transformed soul, profoundly connected to my roots, to nature, humankind, and above all, to my very essence. In the dance of ancestry, nature, and spirit, I am forever intertwined with the rich heritage of this captivating land and its people. So there you have it, folks. And I may have got a little flowery with my wording, uh, but this is just my writing process. And uh, I sometimes, oftentimes, enjoy writing in such a way. And, uh, yeah, I worry sometimes that people will be able to understand my writing. Sometimes I get lost with too many dashes, hyphens, long, drawn-out sentences, all that sort of thing. But you know what? I'm learning to just embrace my writing style. It's something that... I've not gone to school for, uh, I have no professional experience with this sort of thing, just my personal passion for documenting the world. I would say storytelling, but honestly, in many ways, and I guess you could consider this article here a story, I was talking about my experiences in a storytelling manner, but I look at it as more as a documentation manner. I look at it more as journalism. Right, I'm writing about events. I'm writing about things that are taking place, my perspectives on them, and then always trying to tie it into a broader narrative. Um, you know, about maybe issues, broad issues that humanity is faced with at a local level, but also at a sort of planetary level, which is a overwhelming thing to try to write about. And in many ways, who the hell am I to try to even address such topics? But I think if everyone thought that way, we'd be in a serious conundrum, right? To have to, to feel like you have to have got a PhD or some sort of an award or degree or, you know, some professional experience before you're able to write about something or before you're able to express your opinion about something, I think that that's an issue. I think that we all need to feel like if we have thought something out deeply and are passionate about something and have a belief, an opinion, an idea that we want to share, we should feel okay with sharing it. And certainly the world has changed so much today that we have these podcasting platforms, we have YouTube, we have just these internet ways of distributing videos, distributing blog posts, articles, write-ups, and uh, publishing books, too. Hopefully, that has become a bit easier today as I follow that journey. I'll see how difficult it is to actually publish a book. 
Um, but it certainly is easy enough for us to share our thoughts on podcasts and blogs and social media that it is quite the opportunity that we all have, all of us, not just my generation, but anyone from any age, from any generation, from any culture, from anywhere in the world, really, has this opportunity to be able to express ourselves. And in the expression of our thoughts and ideas, we're able to get feedback. So when I'm publishing articles like this, when I'm doing podcasts, when I'm interviewing people, my expectation is to get some criticisms and some feedback for someone to come and say, hey, Jack, this thing that you wrote about, I don't think it's exactly correct, and here's why. Or, you know, this thing that you were talking about, you know, I also have a different opinion on it, and here's my opinion I would like to share with you. That's what I expect when I'm putting my work out there into the world, to these different communities, like Icelandic Roots, like these different Icelandic Canadian American communities, when I'm putting out my thoughts and ideas out there, I anticipate people coming back to me with feedback, with different ideas, collaboration opportunities. And to me, that's what it's all about. Connecting with other people, not like, you know, here's my work, read it, I'm so great. But more like, here we're all a part of this community. I have some ideas I would like to share. What do you guys think? Here you go. And to me, that is the ultimate opportunity. And I am grateful that there is an audience for this and that I'm able to reach people by doing this. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Tak fille. And if you are in Iceland this summer, 2023, come visit me in Hofsos. And if not, continue to connect with us at Icelandic Roots. Me and my co-hosts of the podcast, Owen and Cass, are always looking for more people to connect with here. And uh, for my writing as well, please stay tuned for all of that. I genuinely am aiming and hoping to publish a book in the near future, which I hope all of you will find interesting and impactful. So once again, thank you all very much and goodbye.